right now. Um, so, you know, you really want to take the time to write something wonderful that you can be proud of. Books don't go away. You know, once they're out there, they're out there. So, you know, you want to be sure that you feel really proud of that book. Totally, totally agree. And, um, and I want to share a little bit of my experience with your workshop and, and my book. Initially, when I wanted to write a book, it was um, my goal or idea, I guess, was to write a book that's a business card book, something that will help me build a bigger accounting business and um, have more clients, have more um, work, more money. And um, it didn't really matter what, what the book was uh, was going to be about or who it was for. I didn't really think about that. But then Mike happened to have to make an event, to create an event with you and um, his book launch director, Ember Vilhauer. And um, at the event, I found myself thinking that um, I didn't want to just put a book out there that is a business card book. I didn't want to just do tax returns for the rest of my life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love what I do. And I love doing taxes and and figuring out complex um, situations and saving people money on tax. But at the same time, I didn't want to just do that for the rest of my life. And I realized that it would be really nice to um, actually create a mindset shift for someone that I've experienced through a book. Um, that changed my life, um, and that's kind of kind of how my my idea of a book uh, was born. Um, and um, I think I'm very grateful for that experience because had I not come uh, come around your or whatever the expression is your workshop and Mike's event, uh, I wouldn't have been where I am today. I did definitely see that, you know, write your book in 30 days or something, or actually maybe 10 days or something like that, uh, programs that were like a thousand or $2,000 and something just didn't sit well. So I never signed up for any of them. Uh, but you know, I was, I'm grateful that I came across your, um, your workshop and, and for those of you who don't know, AJ Harper is Mike Michalowicz's um, writing partner. She co-authors Mike Michalowicz's books um, and um, has a workshop to teach you to write a life-changing book. Um, and if you have any questions, raise your hand and we'll give you the stage. But otherwise... Tatiana, yeah. can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. You just said, I wouldn't be where I am today, but you need to tell people where you are today. <laughs> you need to tell them you've got a book coming out. I couldn't be more excited for you. Uh, so can you tell people as we do in class who your book is for? Yes. So my book call is called Dream Bold, Start Smart. And it's um, a roadmap for someone who has a business idea or a side hustle um, to actually implement it and, and not make mistakes. The book is for someone who has a business idea and cannot afford to fail. Um, and I talk about things like which entity is right for you, how to price your product or service, how to be the master of your cash flow, and when to ask for help. Um, and the book's coming out in about two months, um, actually a little bit less than two months. It's available on Amazon. And the book itself has created opportunities that I actually never imagined. Um, I started creating trainings because I saw that there was demand for some basics that I presumed and most accountants presume that our people know about. They know how to, what the entity is right, how to price. We think we as accountants presume that you as a, as a visionary 
um, actually know what you you know what you're doing when it comes to the back end of the business, which happens to be one of the most important parts of, of any business. What actually makes makes the business. Um, and because of that, I started creating programs, and I've gotten a lot of um, inquiries and a lot of attention. And I'm this book um, that's coming out is was labor of love, and it certainly was. I don't know if I could go back in time and start over. I don't know if I would have written the book just because it's been such an engaging process. Probably would. But uh, it's been it's not been an easy journey, but it certainly has been a rewarding one. You're you're saying you wouldn't write it. Come on, you you've changed so much. I've witnessed your transformation. Can you talk a, a little bit about because you know the foundation of writing any good book is focusing on the reader. Can you tell you tell a little bit about how that helped you shape your book and your outline and your focus? Well, um, as an accountant, and I am an accountant. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I for accountants we presume that everybody knows what we're talking about. We use professional language. We use um, concepts that we think that everyone should understand, right? I mean, if if you've been to college, you should understand what a, what depreciation is, kind of thing. And I think that that's where many accountants fail. Um, I mean, we fail in many other ways, but we fail because we never think about our client um in a way that um would as actually beneficial for them uh, we think about them oh you know i have this client they're procrastinators they're not sending us our, the information you know why, why are they you know procrastinating so long but we never really educate them on how to do this better and similarly with the book you know there is a ton of um bad books out there um, books that talk about me, 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 but don't really talk about what is what it's doing for me as as a reader, as a um, as a customer of that book, sort of. So I transformed because of your workshop and this experience with the book last year that I've been through the process of editing it, creating you know the not creating but going through this whole several edits and and cover designs and all of that. Um, it was a very engaging process, but going through that actually helped me and writing the book, um, helped me understand my clients better and understand that we as accountants, we fail clients all the time by not really paying attention to them, to their journey. We, um, kind of throw stuff at clients and, um, and same thing with, you know, with bad books. I don't know if the, the if this is allowed to say that there are bad books, but <laughs> I was just going to say, Tatiana, only you would say bad books. You know, I was, I was, I, I love that you are so blunt, but continue. <laughs> um, so uh, w- with books that are just about me, me, me and my life and my story is great, but what does it do for me as a reader? Similarly, what does what does what I do as an accountant do for my customers, for my clients? And if I don't think about it, then their experience um, is kind of diminished, and and um, the standards are lowered, and also their success is affected by my um, ignorance of of their existence, of their desires, of their um, life um, that they want to build for themselves. So I think that. Um, I definitely grew as a, as a person, as an accountant. Um, I actually started calling myself a coach um, just because I do do the work. I do do the bookkeeping, the taxes and stuff. But 
I also help people actually understand this stuff because so few of us uh, accountants do that. So few of us take the time to learn about you personally because I believe business is personal. Um, I can save you a ton of money if I know everything about you because I know how to shift income. I know how to restructure knowing whom, whom you support, what's important for you, what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it um, and where you're going in life. And that's why um, your workshop and this experience with my book has really transformed my life and my business. I love to hear that. And I think it's really important to, you know, when you're considering the reader to all of those things you just suggested to really think about how are they going to receive the information that you're sharing? You know, what is, um, what is it about what you're saying that maybe needs some extra care, some extra explanation. And I know you worked hard to make sure that your book would be super accessible and doable for readers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Indrani has a question. So let's give her the stage. Hang on one second. Uh, I invite to speak. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, Indrani, go ahead. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Tatiana, I just want to tell people who are listening that I have seen your work and your progress as you have moved through this journey. And I know I can speak for so many of us. We have been inspired. Girl, when you decide to do something, you just do it. And I also want to say that I'm working on my memoir with AJ and it is, I also just wanted to, to just do it and I didn't care and, and working with story and being a storyteller and making sure that the effort that you're putting in is going to be worth somebody else's effort to read it is, is something that I could not even explain before, but Working with AJ, and I know you feel this way too, we know what we're, what we're writing and we know when it's not working and we know when to fall back and, and, and rework it. So thanks to you for showing us how to stay with it. And thanks to AJ for everything she teaches. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much. And AJ, I wanted to ask you if you could talk a little bit about if someone's just, consi just considering... Um, uh, just considering a uh, uh, kind of writing a book or maybe just thinks thought about it, what would their first steps be? What would they need to figure out first and foremost? Well, as I said earlier, the very first step is to be very clear about who your reader is. And when people aren't sure, um, it's usually because they're nervous that they're going to be too narrow and focused or too broad and focused. So it's important to remember that unlike in marketing, where we talk about creating an avatar, that's not actually what you want to do with your book. You could have soccer moms, tattoo artists, uh, CEOs, um, PTA leaders. You could have all sorts of different people who actually would benefit from the same book. But what connects them is two simple things, what they want and why they can't get it. 
And if you have that clarity about who your reader is, what they want, and why they can't get it, that is the beginning of the understanding. It's important, of course, to make sure that your reader is someone you can accept and access. You know, you don't want to have such a narrow focus that you couldn't actually find those people to sell them a book, you know. But ultimately, it's about understanding the emotional connection between your readership and creating a picture of who that person is. And it doesn't mean what they had for breakfast or where they live or any of that. Unless your book is about breakfast cereal or unless your book is regional, it's more about what's in their heart and what's holding them back. And so to create a really specific profile of who your reader is, not focused on demographics, but focused on the questions they have, the concerns they have, their secret fears, how they perceive their problem. This is a key thing. Sometimes when we write a book, we uh, think about the problem that we know they're having, but it might not be the problem that they understand at the time they're looking for the book. They may not word it the way you would word it, but that's because you have the benefit of experience and knowledge that they don't have. So it's once you've identified the reader, it's understanding how they would describe what their problem is, which may not be what the real problem is, but you still have to speak their language. Getting all that clarity is the very first step. Terrific. Thanks so much. And I can share kind of how my reader evolved. I was also very focused on the demographic, just like you said. Um, I know that my, most of my clients are either creatives or moms or both. Um, and so I was thinking about a specific guy or a specific girl or whatever, um, who would be my ideal reader. But, um, working with you, AJ, I sort of came to this psychographic, which is where, where people are and where my reader is, is either they're handling already a side hustle and they maybe want to take it to the next level or they just have a business idea. Um, that's where they are. That's where they, I want to meet them. And what I found is that there are a lot of books, at least from my topic and for my, um, book, there are a lot of books who, that talk about, um, entrepreneurs or speak to entrepreneurs. The problem is that's what I found that, um, many, people who are just handling a side hustle or side gig or whatever, they don't consider themselves entrepreneurs. They don't consider themselves in business. And to me, that was the kind of the revelation that I had that I had to work around and it wasn't easy at all. Yeah. You had to figure out that you might be trying to write for entrepreneurs, but you were going to limit the exact reader you wanted because they would say, Oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. And then they wouldn't buy your book. That's right. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of books that came out before when I started my journey and, and I thought, you know what, like, oh my God, like I've competition. But then I looked at the book and it, the title was completely weird. It was something like the entrepreneurial game plan, something. Um, and for someone who just wants to start something small on the side or to figure things out along the way, they don't relate to that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you have to have that clarity and it takes, it takes a minute, you know, it takes a minute to kick that around and consider it. Um, 
you know, and to, and to realize that your reader is, you know, also maybe an earlier version of you, but not understanding everything you understand. Um, in, I wonder if Indrani can come off mute because I actually have a question for her. Hi. Hi. I don't, you know, I, I, you're, can you tell, um, can you just explain who is your reader um, so we can have that context? Yes. My reader is uh, someone who has, ha who has experienced abuse either as a child uh, or as an adult. <coughs> And the promise of my book is when you are done with this book, you will be able to take steps to live the life you want to live and give yourself permissions that you hadn't given before. So I, I wanted to ask you to come to talk, Androni, because this is important to what uh, Tatiana was just saying about her reader. I remember an early conversation with you in which I asked you, well, what's, what do they want? And you explained, well, they don't even know how to articulate that. Yeah. And yeah. you said they can't even get off the couch. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I remember that. Yeah. And, and, and you said, how do you know? And I said, because that's where I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that shapes the book you write because you can't, you know, you make an assumption about what your readers want. You've really got to dig deep and understand where from where are they starting your book you know um what and, 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 uh, aj i remember you saying to me uh this is this is an earlier version of who you are now and so remember rem remember some of the pain some of the earlier stages and i didn't want to do that because that's that's hard work i just <laughs> But it's the work that's required. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm wondering if both you and Tatiana could talk about how realizing where, from where your reader was actually starting helped you shape the book. So uh, let me go first, because I think Tatiana has, has a lot more, because she's, you know, she's going to have her book soon. I had to, I had to start brain dumping a whole bunch of uh, what I know now and I wished I knew then. And the more of those things that I brain dumped, the deeper I could go with, I wished I knew this then. So someone once said to me, well, uh, you know, you can find happiness. And I said, I don't know what happy means. And so it's really easy to, if you know someone if you can, if you can be, if I could be writing to somebody who doesn't even know what happy means yet, that makes it so much easier as an author because I, I, I walked the path. That's, that's so key because then if you had started writing a book for someone and promising them happiness, but they don't actually know what that means, then that you're going to lose that reader, or at least you're not going to make such an impact on that reader. Well, and I remember you saying, Indrani, it's not enough that somebody buys the book. Don't you want them to finish the book? Isn't that why you're doing it? And I thought, I'd never even thought of that before. Yeah, we focus a lot on, um, on getting people to buy it. We don't really think about getting people to actually read the whole thing. And, and then why are we even bothering? 
exactly why bother otherwise it's, it's just a it's just a marketing piece yeah Ta- tatiana i wonder what you what your thoughts are on that so when I um, when I worked on my reader, and I, I'm going to tell you up front that it's a work in progress um, with working on your reader. First of all, it's extremely hard work. It's, um, for me, it's not an earlier version of myself. It's someone I've never been. Um, so when I started working on my, my reader, and I realized that they don't call themselves business owners. They don't call themselves entrepreneurs. I actually met someone on the plane who was a marketing person. And I, we started talking about, you know, the book and I said, I'm writing a book about this and that about the financial stuff, but in plain English so that you can actually take this book and start a business and start better and start smart. And he shared a story that someone, you know, that his accountant made him feel less than um, what's the expression less than, um, whole or whatever, less than smart, less than intelligent. Um, and he just would nod um, and make believe that he understood what the accountant was talking about. And I realized that I do that all the time. And to me, um, the next, this was in like November of 2019, um, to me, that was a wake up call. Um, I, all accountants do that to clients and it's horrible. Uh, we, you know, we don't, we don't do it well. So this ex- kind of developing my reader, which is still, like I said, a work in progress has made the book serving them as opposed to kind of not serving anyone, um, at all. Yeah. I like that you said that the, your reader is, uh, also a work in progress and understanding that and but you're willing to put in that time and that's you know that's another people always ask me how do I choose between a couple readers and I think you've heard me say well who do you want to hang out with for the next few years so it's by hanging out I mean people you want to help people you want to connect with people for whom you might want to do a speaking engagement or a webinar or hold a class or talk to one-on-one engage with in in some way. And it's another way to figure out which reader you want to write for Um, is someone that, you know, you can be passionate talking to and helping for a number of years. Yeah. And I think that actually that helped me because um, that's the majority of my clients, people who, for whom numbers and taxes and money is not their second nature. And um, I wanted to help my dream for this book was to create a book that would help people who can, who cannot afford someone like me start better so that they can, when, when they are finally able to afford someone like me, I don't, I focus on helping them grow and take them to the next level as opposed to unscrew everything that was done before, because that's, that's been my experience with, with clients and, um, you know, clients who don't start with me, who started on their own, maybe got a bad accountant, maybe got a bad experience, maybe lost money, nobody told them to stop. Whatever their experience is, I just, I wanted to write this book to eliminate the waste, the time waste, the money waste, and the heartbreak for people who put their everything into this dream of theirs and in creating something, into creating something that they love, making money off of it, but, and building the life that they want, but actually ending up losing 
a lot of it. I wanted that component to be eliminated. And that's that's what prompted the book initially. Uh, well, actually, no, that's not true. That's what prompted the book when I got clear on who my reader is. Yeah, so you have a high-minded goal and you're keeping your reader at the front top of your mind throughout the whole process. And you are, I, I love that you explained that because when you talked about your book earlier, um, it sounds really cool, but you left out the heart. And I, I remember in, in reading early drafts of your book, I would leave you little comments and say, you have so much heart. And I, I'm, I think that is, I'm glad you just said all that because that's what's actually at the undercurrent of your book, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. And I want to say that um, there are quite a number of people who teach how to write better books. But um, I happened, I think that just like with everyone, with a coach, with a professional that you work with, you have to see if it's the right fit for you. So um, when I came across Mike Michalowicz, you know, Profit First book changed a lot of businesses, including a lot of businesses that I handle, meaning my clients. Um, and I think that, I mean, the, I think that what makes this book, uh, that book very transformational was the connection to the reader that everyone who's read the book connected immediately. I, as an accountant, connected to the fact that it makes a lot of sense and that people so I, I wasn't the target audience for that book, for Profit First, which you co-wrote um, with Mike. I didn't connect to the um, to Mike when he lost everything, but I did connect to the system of working around habits of someone who is not an accountant, who is not a financial professional. And that, to me, was transformational. So um, how did you accomplish doing that in that, in that book? Well, uh, that was our that was our third book, and so for every new book we do, we always sit down and have a conversation and say, not what do we want to write next, but what uh, what does the reader need next? Um, that's the focus: is what does the reader need next? And um, and we focus on you know what are their preconceived notions about that particular topic and what's really the undercurrent and what's driving them. And we also really focus on uh, providing them with stories that help them. Honestly, I gotta tell you, Mike's readers, they're underneath all of what they want to achieve as entrepreneurs is a fear that they did something wrong or they made a mistake or they won't be able to cut it. And that is, we're always writing to that. So even though there's all of these systems and stories and so forth, the undercurrent is one of, you can do this. And really trying to let entrepreneurs off the hook for maybe not knowing something, maybe making a misstep, maybe being afraid. I'll give you an example. Um, in the new book that we're currently in edits, it, it comes out in September, I just, I just got off the phone with him this morning at 6.30 in the morning, um, just wanting to make sure that in this very last editing pass, that we make sure that the readers can actually do what we're asking them to do, that they feel confident in that. If you're not thinking about that as you're writing it and editing it, then you're going to end up losing people. And part of, part of the connection that people feel in Profit First is, you know, in the fact that Mike's just like them, 
but also in that undercurrent of trying to build their confidence and, um, and to be real about that, to be honest about what are the feelings around this, instead of just saying, you know, here's an awesome way to do things. People have reactions to that stuff. Sometimes they feel bad when they learn there's a better way and they feel like, gosh, why didn't I know that before? And you actually need to talk about that in the book. Sometimes people are angry because they don't believe you or they feel like it should be a different way. You have to talk about that. So it's really just thinking about what's going on for this reader and what's it like for them to hear all of this content. You know, um, that's something that a lot of authors don't think about. And, and it's a meticulous process. But when you do it, you end up with a book where readers say, oh, my gosh, I feel like this book was written for me. And, and that's, that's not an effortless thing. That doesn't just happen. There's craft to it. I think after I met you, I realized that there's craft to a lot of things. <laughs> um, I actually, um, well, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kyla, you might not know, but there's, a, there's an organization that teaches speakers to not speak, but actually to perform on stage and deliver a speech in that way. And after I've gone through their um, training, I realized that um, I actually got a lot of respect for performing arts. <laughs> Not that I didn't have respect before, but um, I didn't think that there was actually craft to it. Um, and there is. There's absolutely craft to every art piece um, there is, I think. And that's what, that's what, that's, that was my mindset shift, mindset shift over these past few years. Yeah, you've definitely grown. You've definitely grown, Tatiana. Um, so AJ, share um, a little bit more about what your workshop is like. What what do you teach and why, um, why, why is it important um, to have this training and to, um, I mean, you've talked about what, how to start um, a journey of writing a book and writing a transformational book. Um, and I remember just something to share uh, that author up event before the author up event, we were sent a reader profile, which had a number of questions on it. And, you know, I thought I wanted to write a book and I kind of thought like I had an idea of what the book was supposed to be like and so on. But then I, when I got this reader profile, I remember uh, thinking about it for a couple of days. And then I told my husband that I have nothing, you know, I think I thought that I have a book. Uh, but I've got nothing that would actually kind of build that fundamental uh, understanding of the reader. And to me, that was uh, mind blowing. I, I was in shock um, in a good way, in shock for a couple of couple of weeks. Um, you know, it, it's a it sounds simple, but it's actually not. But the good news is when you actually work that stuff out, when you think about how would my reader describe this problem? What do they really want? Why can't they get it? What are they worried about? What are, they, what are their big questions? And you map all that out. Then crafting a message that speaks to that is so much easier. Crafting a promise that speaks to that, like Indrani's promise, is so much easier. And from there, you build everything. From there, you build out your teaching points, your stories that support your teaching points, any research that you need to also support those teaching points. 
you from there you write uh, an outline that makes sense for that reader, not an outline that makes sense for you. Um, and in workshop, we spent a good five weeks just developing reader message, promise, teaching points, uh, outline, so that in the you know the next four weeks we can write, 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 write with that direction already set. And the last five weeks of workshop are focused on editing. And we have to think about the reader again when we're working on editing, because we need to think about, like I said earlier, how is the reader receiving this content, you know, and does it work? Is it actually doable? A small example of that is when people put in action steps or exercises, have they actually tried to do them themselves? Can it be done? Do they matter? Is it crucial for you to deliver on the promise? These are the types of things when, if you're focused on reader that you'll consider. Um, if you don't consider it, you end up just writing what you think sounds good. And that may be okay, but it's not going to be life-changing. Can you talk about why your workshop is called Top 3? Uh, sure. It's because um, what I want is to help authors write books that aren't just good. I want people to write books that become one a, a reader's top three. So I want when people read your book, that it is a top three book business book for them. That if someone were to ask them, what are your top books on business? Or what are your top books on, on side hustles or whatever it is? What are the top books you read this year? I want your book on that list. Because we, if we just keep thinking, I can get a book out quickly, I'm going to do a better business card that lowers our standards by saying, I want a top three book. Then we raise the standards for ourselves and our commitment to excellence. And I want that for all of my authors that I work with. I think we do ourselves a great disservice when we'd say, I'm just going to get it out. Then we cut corners. We don't ask very much of ourselves. And it's really, really hard to write a book that people want to talk about if we haven't taken the care to do it.